Welcome to Empowering Connections, a podcast by Connie Akins, a licensed professional counselor with a private practice to help you heal your personal and professional relationships through counseling advice, tips, and ideas. Empowering Connections will focus on healthy ways to improve these relationships, help you manage your stress, and attain a better sense of self-fulfillment. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is on words, relationships, and feelings. The power of words is very strong, and our minds are very powerful. We take on words and thoughts and fears as if they are evidence of what life will be like. In psychology, thoughts are called cognitions. And both our negative and our positive thoughts lead to emotions which eventually lead to behavior. So let me say it this way. What you think about determines how you feel, which determines how you behave. Here's a quick solution. Don't believe everything you think. However, For people who are experiencing chronic anxiety, it is often difficult to distinguish between what is real and what is fake. So once again, don't get caught up believing self-defeating thoughts about yourself or others. If you are the kind of person who is constantly down on yourself and allowing your negative thoughts to take control, Try to learn how to reframe your negative thoughts as soon as they come about by acknowledging them and quickly asking yourself if this thought is true or not. It is important to practice self-acceptance and self-compassion because it's so easy to get caught up in those negative thoughts and self-judgment. The power of words is so important that one should always think before they speak, before they judge, before they give negative energy to negative thoughts about themselves and others. I often advise clients and friends to treat yourself kindly and with compassion. When you practice self-compassion, you are treating yourself with the same love and respect that you would give to a friend. Here's an example. I had a client who came into the office and she began to cry and tell me about how she could not seem to get out of being with losers. She said all of her relationships were with just losers. And she did not understand why she acted this way. She continued to blame herself throughout the session and say all sorts of negative things about herself. So the question I asked her was to reflect on what it was that she would tell a good friend in the same circumstance and to forgive herself for any of her past choices because now she has the insight and strength to make different decisions if she chooses to. Here's another example of how words can affect our thoughts and relationships. 
As a child, the words of a parent often put a smile on our face or a sting in our heart. If your parents praise you, then you're happy. If they criticize you, you immediately begin to feel small and experience hurt feelings. As a parent myself, I wonder how many times my children were either happy or hurt by my words. I really don't think many parents consider this when they are angry and want to exercise their control over their children. Once again, words are so powerful and they elicit powerful emotional responses. The words of our friends can either encourage us or discourage us. I know this is extreme, but I want you to think about your everyday relationships and how your thoughts and words impact the people you love and care about. When I think or reflect on my childhood, I remember myself as a girl running around with the concept of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. And I know many people have heard of that comment. It's simply not true. Words can hurt people. Words ignite passions, anger, confusion, and a host of other emotions. Here's an example from my childhood. As a child, I remember friends that did not want to play with me because of my skin tone or because of my hair. One particular friend said, we can't be friends because you're not light enough and your hair is wavy and not straight like my other friend. I could never dismiss those words because those words hurt. I told my mom, who I always thought had the answer to everything, and my mom, I felt, could save me from the words of anyone. My mom replied, make some new friends. As a therapist and counselor, I often encounter children and teens who come to me because they feel bullied or harassed by others' words. I encourage them to speak up, make new friends, and let someone in authority deal with the person whom they feel has used their words against them in a negative way. I wrote this a while ago, and it seems very like a very long time ago because of how often I hear adults and others currently bullying each other all over social media, the news, and this political climate that we're living in. However, I want to get back to counseling and relationships, and I want to briefly talk about couples in counseling and how they respond to words and help you to recognize the power, once again, of words. So, when counseling couples, I ask them to be mindful of their communication with each other. I encourage them to speak words that are uplifting to each other, and I teach them how to express their emotions in I messages. I teach them to use emotive words to better understand their partner. 
In any relationship, you have to realize that your words can either hurt the relationship or enhance the relationship. Each partner in a relationship wants to be affirmed, respected, and to feel loved instead of feeling like the relationship doesn't matter. It's easy to speak negative, but better to speak positive words over your relationship. Instead of arguing and spewing negative words towards your partner, step back and ask yourself, How can I use my words to express love, appreciation, and ensure that my partner feels loved and cared for? This simple process of thinking about the other person can apply to all of your relationships, your friendships, your other family members, and relationships with your children. Do you really think about how powerful your words are. Do you consider how you use your words? Are you using your words to encourage, discourage, or empower others? I'll give you an example. Whenever we embark upon something new, there are others that become afraid, and sometimes we become afraid also because it hasn't been done before. Well, please don't tell that person that they don't have enough experience or tell yourself that you don't have enough experience because the only way to get experience is to step out in faith with the very thing that you've been wanting to do. Here's a spiritual principle, and it comes from the book of Proverbs, and it says this, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. This means that our words, according to Proverbs, either kill or give life, and we choose. Think about it. Think about the power of your words to enhance your life and make it better. Today I was talking to a client and she said, I wonder why when my week is going well, I let one thing take me over the edge. And I immediately say to myself things like, now my week is terrible. My day is going to be terrible. Nothing is going to turn out right, she said. We have been exploring her cognitions, the power of her words and her thoughts, and how they either hurt or harm. And when I spoke to her and told her I was going to do this pod, she said, oh, my God, that is true, because our words give meaning to our emotions and feelings and eventually our reactions. Our words can increase the anxiety that we feel, the stress and the negative outcomes that you experience. Some will call it manifestation, and I simply call it the power to bring life and death. In Proverbs, when it says our words bring life, it means that we give life to everything that is good when we use positive words. And when it says it brings death, it means our negative words produce 
bad outcomes. So, my best advice to you is to let your words bring life. And stop saying things like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I can do this. I'm afraid to do this or that. Stop telling yourself words like no one cares about me or I'm not in the in crowd or I'll never fit in or I'm not popular on social media or everyone's looking at me. Let your words bring you affirmation, joy, peace, love, health, abundance, friendship, partnership, collaboration, and healed relationships. Let your words to others give life. And enemies, just keep your words to yourself. No one wants others speaking deaf over their ideas, thoughts, feelings, and actions. So in the end, I'm going to say this. Let us encourage one another with the words that come from our lips. Let us encourage ourselves by speaking positive words, thinking positive thoughts, and then we will produce positive results. And to my friends and family and fans and people who are listening, if you cannot bless my life with your words, please don't curse my life with your words. Thank you. The Empowering Connections podcast is not intended to replace the need for a professional counseling relationship. This podcast does not constitute professional advice or counseling services. As always, if you need mental health services, please seek a qualified mental health provider. You can find Connie Aikens on the websites Psychology Today and Therapy for Black Girls. If you have an iTunes or Spotify account, please subscribe, share, and continue to listen. Feel free to check out Connie Aiken's website at www.empoweringserenity.net. And follow Connie on Instagram at ConnieAikensLPC. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute this podcast. We appreciate you listening to the Empowering Connections podcast and providing feedback. Stay positive.